Okay, let's 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 make a start. <clears throat> now we learned from the Mishnah, etc. Ma'adim, ma'adim, mashatkin. So if somebody says ma'adim twice, we silence him. And the reason why the reason why we silence him is because mechshet kishtei mechshet It looks as if he's davening to two gods. Omer Abzera says Reb Zera. I'm sorry, we're up to uh, four lines from the bottom. Lamad Gimel Lamad Beis. Four lines from the bottom. Okay. That's my phone, so don't worry. Majin Majin. So, Omer Reb Zera says Reb Zera. Kala Omer Shema Shema. Kala Majin Majin Tommy. Anyone who says the word Shema twice is equivalent to somebody who says Majin twice. Just as the same as when a person says Majin twice, you silence him. So as well, if somebody says Shema twice, you silence him as well. Ask the Gemara question. Mesavay is the following brysa. Kare Shema v'kaiflo. If one reads Shema and repeats it, Harizemagunna, it is not nice. Says the Gemara, Maguna Hudahava. So it seems it's not a nice thing to do, but Shatuka Lamashtakinale. But it, we do not silence him. In other words, if we would silence him, it would say, anyone who reads Shema and, and, and doubles it and repeats it again. Mashatkin we silence him, but it doesn't say that. It just said it's not nice. So not nice is much implies it's not a nice thing to do, it's not the correct thing to do. But not that we have to silence him. And now we've just said in, in Rabzaira says that anyone who says Shema Shema, it's like Majim and we silence him. Answer Gemara like Kasha, this is not a Kasha. Hold Omar Milsa Milsa Vatoni. Now we're going to explain Shat according to Rashi. When is it Maguna? Just not a pleasant thing to do, but you don't silence them. That's a case where you say each word of the Shema and you repeat it before proceeding on to the next word. So for example, you say Shema, Shema, Yisrael, Yisrael, and so on. That is Maguna. That you do not silence somebody for it. Because it's not, it's not like Mechsa Kishterishuris. It doesn't look like you are doubling to two gods. But the other case where you're Mashatkin, the other case refers to where he says the whole posuk. He says, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. And then repeats the whole posuk again, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. Now you might ask, why is one Case Mechsa Kishtei Rishuyas. In other words, if you say Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, and then repeat that, the whole pasuk again, that is bad. Meshat Kenaisos Mechsa Kishtei Rishuyas. It looks like you're damning to two gods. Whereas if you say Shema Shema, it's not. Rashi actually says if you just say Shema Shema, it's like a farce. Mislightness, he says. You're just making a farce of it. It's, you know that's why it says Maguna. It's not a nice thing to do. But, no, you know, it is not considered that it's not, doesn't look as if you're dabbing to two gods. Now, why should it be like that? Yes. The, the answer is, if you look at Tosfus on Lama Dullard, he says exactly the opposite. He what? says, no, in the case where you say, Shema, Shema, Yisrael, Yisrael, that is Masochistere Shurius, and you silence it. But if, yes. he says, if he says, Shema, Yisrael, Hashem, Elokeinu, Hashem, Echad, and then repeats the whole pasuk again, that's only Maguna, you don't silence them. That's just unpleasant. Now, you, because of this, because of this Gemara and because of what Russia and Tosha say, the Shulchan Oroch Paskuns is Machmea for both. 
In other words, Shulchan Aruch and Samach Aleph says as follows, that if you are either repeat word for word, Shema, Shema, Yisrael, Yisrael, etc., or you say Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad and repeat the whole posset, either way, Meshat Kenaisa, you silence him, because either way, it looks as if you're davening to two Rishures. So what, what about, Gerald, what about these people who say Lamantizkru, Lamantizkru, yeah. they say about 50 times. Many, many, you hear many people who are very, 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 I don't know where the word from or whatever, they, they, you hear that all the time. Is no, that, is that wrong? No, no, is that wrong? No, 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 we're talking about two separate things. You see, right. if, if you don't have Kavona, we will come to that on a minute. If you don't have Kavona, we know, we learned already earlier on in Brochus, if you don't have Kavona, particularly in the first pulse, you need to repeat it. Ah. Thing. ah. Here, here we're talking about where a person says it straight away without sort of stopping, and, ah. and there it's Mechsa Kishtei Rishuyas. Ah. Tizguru is it if you make a mistake and you say Tizguru because you're supposed to say No, but they, they, they repeat it all the time throughout Shema, but I can say they don't have Kavon of the first time you're saying, basically. Well, well no, let, I'll tell you what, let's just carry on in the Gemara and I think your, your question will be answered, right? Because the very next question is, Omele Rapopa Labaya, says Rapopa Labaya, should say Rabdanil, the Dilma me Korola Kavandate and of a Kavandate. What's so bad about repeating on the Possum twice? Yes. Perhaps the first time he didn't have Kavona. Yes. So he said it again the second time yes. round he had Kavona. So what is so bad to talk about it's a Maguna, it's not nice, and it's mess and Mashatkin we silence him. But as Danny just said, perhaps it's somebody who doesn't have Kavona. So the Gemara answers and says as follows Omale said to him, Khabruza Klapishmaya is Hashem your friend? That you just, you don't concentrate at all. You just sort of like, yeah. sometimes when you speak to a friend, you don't concentrate, you've got to repeat it. Yeah. Can you treat Hashem like that? No. So, if he didn't concentrate at first, we strike him with a smith's hammer. I mean, it doesn't mean literally. So, we force him, we, we, we sort of teach him he has to be Mechavan, he has to have Kavona, and if he doesn't, we take stricter measures. So now the point is like this. I think the point is that it's in, in the Halacha, it does say that if you don't have Kavona, you should repeat it, which seems to be a bit of a steerer to yes. what we've just yes. learned. Yes. So I think the Pshat is like this. Lechat Chila, in other words, in the first place, Right? It is considered a Dova Maguna, an unpleasant thing, to have to repeat it because you haven't had Kavona. That in itself is unpleasant because you're admitting openly by repeating a second time that you didn't have Kavona. However, if you didn't have Kavona, then you've got to repeat it. Certainly you've got to repeat the first paragraph of Shema, etc. We went into that sort of when we learned it last time. So, in other words, what you're saying is the fact that you have to do it, the fact that you have to repeat it, that's a double maguna, that's not very pleasant. But if you really didn't have Kavala, then you may repeat it, right? So under those circumstances, then it would be okay. But you, you, you would have to repeat it. I mean, in practice, this is talking about Shema, where, where you have to have Kavala. I know people always used to say that in Shema Esra, you've got to, sometimes you've got to say, Tfilas before you start Shemana Esra, because 
when you start davening Shemanesha, you're very often, you're miles and miles away. So somebody said, well, for that, you've got to say Tzvenas Zerach first. <laughs> Ideally, you've obviously got to have the correct Kavona. And if you didn't have the correct Kavona, then you can repeat it. Can I ask three, three quick questions? Three. Okay. Yes. That's all? Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. First of all, um, the, the cases between Modem and Shemar are different. Unless it, unless both refer to the Shri of Tibur. Are you with me? If somebody, if you or I, yeah, were saying Shema with a Tibur, yeah? Yeah. No one's going to overhear us saying Shema twice. It must yeah. be the Shri of Tibur, yeah? Is that what, is that a given? Not really, I mean, put it, I hear what you say, because what you're saying is when somebody dabbles quietly, Chazar, uh, when somebody dabbles quietly, if he repeats it, no one's going to hear that. That's exactly. what you're saying. Yes. yes. Yeah, okay, there's a point. But he doesn't say anywhere that we're talking about in Chazar's or Shatz. No. Right? Second, so, yeah, so it might be that a person says it sort of quietly, but not not quietly enough that other people don't hear it. Right. I don't know. It's a point. Yeah. The second one is the case between saying Shema twice and Modim. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, 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 um, it's, it's the same. If somebody is, is davening for the Omrit, yeah, and he says Modim without Kavana, why can't he say the second modem with Kavod? Are you with me? What's the difference? You mean, why can he not repeat it? Yes. Are you with me? He said modem automatically, yeah? And yeah. then he thought, I didn't say it properly. What's the yeah, no, but if you say modem and you don't say it with Kavona, you do not repeat it. The only thing where you repeat, if you haven't had proper Kavona, is Shema. You're saying it doesn't matter? No, it does not matter. Ideally, you should have Kavona the first time. But if course, you didn't, yes. you don't repeat it. But Kriya Shema... Because it's considered Almach Shemaim, the yoke of heaven, it's so important, therefore yes. you have to repeat it if you didn't have the Kavonah. Right. And the, the, the sort of, the striking, yeah? What does it mean? What does Rashi, how does Rashi... Well, 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 well it, I mean, Rashi says that you take a smith's hammer and you, and you sort of knock on his head until he does concentrate. But I mean, you know, I haven't seen anybody with running around with smith's hammers telling people they've got to have Kavonah. It means that you sort of, Tell it him is a figure strong, of speech. It's a figure of speech. It's a figure of speech. Yeah. That, that, that you, you tell him in quite strong terms, you must have Kavana. All right. You didn't have Kavana this time, but next time make sure you do. We don't have to supply, um, uh, uh, but, uh Jeremy and Morris with whips then. No, as it will not be necessary. Not for the moment. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a relief. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you sit in the wrong row, that's a different story. You better watch out anyway, Clive. (laughs) Right. Now, we'll carry on the Mishnah. If somebody says it's the good ones who uh, should bless you, that is minus, that is heresy. Um, You'll notice that it's in brackets, and the Rosh and the Rift don't have this gear, sir, because they say it should have gone in the last Mishnah. But at any rate, let's carry on. And the reason why it's considered minus is because it's not only good people who should bless you, it's people who are not good as well should also bless you. Now, for Ovalif now, Teva Vatar. Now we come to, to the cousin. For Ovalif now, Teva Vatar. Now it could be, I think, if, if it would have been, in, in answer to your question, um, Clive, if it would have been we were talking before in the previous Mishnah about Chazoros Hachats, Yes. I think it would have used the Loshan because in this Mishnah where we are talking about the Chazan, yes. 
right? It says overlift now table. I think uh, it's yes, just talking about right. an ordinary person. Anyway, overlift now table the top. Somebody who was the cousin was a shliach ziba, and he made a mistake. Now, Rashi says what it was the mistake that he made. He accidentally skipped one of the brochas, and when he realized the mistake that he had made, he found it was impossible to go back to the previous brocha that he had missed there. Now, bear in mind that in those days, they didn't have a siddha. Yeah. Right? So with a siddha, you know, it's much easier to go back, as we'll see shortly in the Gemara. Um, but if he didn't have a siddha, he, he just couldn't find himself back. Now, he, you see, when a person dabbles as well, when he dabbles the Shemanesra, it sort of flows. You say, and then you know if the next yeah, one is yeah. Hashivenu, and the next one is Slachlonu. Yeah. It sort of follows. But if all of a sudden, three, four brochels down the, down the road, suddenly say, oh, hang on a minute, I forgot to say Slachlonu, or I forgot a brocha, it's quite hard to go back to that if you haven't got a sitter. So that's what the mission is talking about. However, if now Tabor Vator, you made a mistake, Yava Achatachta, then another person should take his place. Because since the first one, uh, for some reason or another, just can't get himself back into gear, so somebody else does it. The person, the second person who is asked, should not hesitate. Even though we will see later on, it is the correct way when you're asked to double for the honoured, you should hesitate. But in this particular case, you should not hesitate, because you're holding up the toilet, there's a middle of, uh, your middle of Chazar Sashat's, and, uh, you know, there shouldn't be a hefzik. Now, the question is, carries on the Mishnah, from where should the person who takes over, from where should he begin? Yeah. So it says the Gemara, and it says the Mishnah, from the beginning of the Brocha, where the first chazan omitted. So in other words, if he, if he omitted Slachlonu, then you've got to go back to Slach, the second one goes back to Slachlon and then carries on from there. Mm. In other words, the Chiddush here is that even though the first cousin might have said the brochas afterwards till he realized he'd made the mistake of Slachlon, nevertheless, that's what Rashi explains, that you actually continue, you go back to the brocha which he left out, and then you continue. The, the order takes priority. Correct. Now, however, left now Teva, if somebody again acts as a shliachzibah, la yane omein acha hakainim, he should not say omein after what the kainim after the kainim. Mepnei atirov because he might get confused. Now this means as follows: that we know that when we duchen on yontzev on etzol every day, after the words v'yishmerecha, we say omein. Hmm. Now if the chazan says omein. He might get confused and not be able to go back to Yoel, which is the next one, because he has to announce for the Kayanem the next word. So he might get confused and he won't, he'll forget about saying Yoel. Again, bear in mind, no Siddur. Yeah. You see? So therefore, he should not have to answer Amen after Yishmarecha, Bichoneka, and Sholom, etc., because the next word he might not be able to find. Now, the Taz raises the following question. He says, what about the bro- saying for, for the Chazan? To say Omein after the Brocha, which the Kahanim say. As oh. it go, Danny? Lavarech has Amr Yisrael Ba'avo. Now, can the Chazan say Omein then? So the Tav says, yes, you can. Why? Because, because he's not going to get, the whole reason why he can't say it is because he might get mixed up, he might become confused. 
But yes. since it's, 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 when he says Amen, it's the first word that he has to say, Yubarakacha, that he's not so likely to get confused. There are others who say, no, the chazan cannot answer Amen even to the brocha, because it's considered a hesik. Since it's not the ikka part of the tefillah, it's not part of the duchening, therefore, um, you cannot, the chazan cannot say Amen even after the brocha. Why doesn't the Gemara criticize the Tibor for not noticing the fellow erring in his um, order of, of, of brothers? Well, obviously, they did not dabble in GGBH, where this would be noticed within sort of a nanosecond. We're talking, <laughs> at, we're talking about a shore where they're sort of thinking about all sorts of other things. And yes. all of a sudden, they realize, hang on a minute, you missed out this and this brothel, so you've got to go back. So... Um, Right, so what we said is like this. The image on Kaina Lahu. What happens if there's no Kain at all other than the Shliach Siba? Yes. Alright? Lo Yesu es Kapov. He should not tuchen. Because, as Rashi explains, um, he might become flustered. It's sort of tuchen, it's, um, Eimed when Sibura. When, when he sees all the people, it may suddenly fluster him. And therefore, he won't be able to carry on reciting Sim Shalom. So therefore, it's better he doesn't have an at all. I know we had, when I used to go, I was in, went to Manchester regularly for the first 10 years of my marriage, and I dabbled in Crumselshaw. And there was a cousin there called cousin, what was his name? Hillman. He was a kind, and he took a, I mean, he wasn't the only kind, but he was a kind, and, but he did duchen. But somebody called Herbert Levine, who was the brother of Maurice Levine, who was a teacher in Menorah, he was the one who called out Yivarechacha, Hashem Yishmerecha, etc. So, any guess here, what we're saying is, if in, he... in, in, in monks uh, on in, on Shavuos, in, uh, first minion, Svi uh, Zimmels does that as well. Oh, I see. He's the chazan. He's the chazan, and uh, he 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 as well. But did he call out the words? Who calls out Yivarechachon? Um, Mark DeLang. Oh, I see. Right. Good. Okay. They obviously must have learnt this Mishnah. Yeah. So, now, says it, so, V'im haftachosa shehu notes kapa v'chosa letvilosa rishoi. However, if the person, the chazan, is confident that he can duchon and still return to where he left off in the Shemanesra, no problem at all, he's allowed to do so. And of course, the Mephoshim say, nowadays with a Siddur, it's completely different. And not only can he duchen, but he could also answer Omein. Because you know, he's got a Siddur in front of him. He puts his finger on the Siddur. He's very unlikely to sort of uh, not be able to continue the dubbing. So that's the Mishnah. That's very interesting, Gerald. You know why? Because it's unusual for the Gomorrah to, as it were... Um, change a principle on the basis of subjectivity. In other words, a unlearned Cohen couldn't do it, but a, a, a proficient Cohen could. It's very unusual, isn't yeah, it? It's not a matter of learned or not learned. It's a matter of whether he feels confident enough to be able to do and then go straight back to the, the, the dubbing. So could a Cohen today, who's dubbing for the Omer, absolve himself from dubbing? Well, I mean, the point is that we, we just said the case where, where a kind does dubbing in, 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 uh, here we're talking about him, age from kind Elahu. 
he's the only Kayan, then he shouldn't do him. Right? That's what I'm saying. If they're other Kayanim, if they're other Kayanim, then he can do him. Right? Right, but if, if he's the only Kayan in Shul, yeah, and if he's, he's nervous. he's the only in Shul, and right? he's nervous. And he's nervous, he'll become flustered. Yeah. Then he should, um, well, in those days, we're saying that he shouldn't do him. However, yes. if he feels confident that he can go yes. back to Shemalestri, he can do him. And as yes. I say, the Mephoshim explained that nowadays, being that you've got a sitter in front of you, even, even if he's the only kind, he can do him. Yes. And he okay. would, because if he can do him for the Ormond, he can probably do Right. Yeah. Ton Rabono. However, the Fnei Teva, somebody who is, leads a chazan, Sorok HaSarev, he should refuse. As if to say, I'm not worthy of the honor that you're bestowing upon me. If he doesn't refuse, then he resembles cooked food without salt. In other words, it's unrefined and uncouth to say yes straight away. However, the other extreme, if he overdoes it, that, you know, being reluctant, and he refuses too much, then he resembles cooked food has been oversalted. Don't try, you know, there's a German saying which says, which means don't make yourself so small, you're not so big. Right? Don't overdo it. If you're asked, so, okay, first time you can refuse, but don't overdo it. Now, case arises, so what should he have? It's a mitzvah to make the governor's life difficult. Oh, very good. (laughs) Exactly. So, case arises, that comes to that in a minute. Case I do I, sir. So what, how should he actually behave? What should he do? Palmy shiny yasari. First time he should refuse. Shneo mahabev. The second time he should also semi-refuse, but his body language should say to the governor, I'm ready to come sort of thing. You know, he sort of, as he, he sort of gets, half gets out of his chairs and to say, yeah, I'm coming, but I'm just sort of semi-refusing. Shlishes, third time. When the Khaznas, when, when the Gabba asked him the third time, off he goes, right? Now, obviously, as Jeremy said, you see, I think the Gabba, a good Gabba, knows whether a no is a no, or a no is a yes. So, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, in other words, some people say no, but say, please, yes, you know. Others, no, is a real no, they, they really don't want to. Somebody, you know, once said, there was a fellow who always used to daven at the Omud. So somebody said, you know, you don't have to, or you can at least let others daven as well. He says, no, 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 I'm not davening so much because I love the Omud. But there's a din that you've got to have a mokum kavua. You've got to have a fixed place. This is my fixed place, the Omud. You see? My Willie Neuberger always used to tell me, because my great-grandfather, his name was Leon Zeligman, he was the uh, uh Royal cousin in Frankfurt, for, uh, for about 40 years. And this was, you know, a very big honor. There was a thousand men and 500 women there. So you can imagine. But he said to me that the main chazan was somebody called Pesachovich. Now, one year, Willie Neuberger told me Pesachovich, his voice was a bit croaky. So he said, your great-grandfather was standing right behind him to for the second that he would sort of be unable to carry on, he'd be in there like a shot. <laughs> But any case, he was a very good man. He was a, he was a banker and he was the head of the Hebrew Kadisha. So, uh, that's it. So, Ton Rabonov. And my mother yes. remembers him like yesterday. She, yes. My mother, Shalom, 
She said he was the most beautiful, beautiful Bartholin in Friedberger and Logan Frankfurt. Apparently so, yes. Yes, and I'll tell you something. He's actually buried in Enfield. Wow. He's buried in Enfield. He, he, he came over just before the war, and I think he died in 1946. Yeah. He had a very, very melodious voice. Yes. So, so I understand. Yeah. Ton Rabonon, Schleicher Robin Kosher, uh, they're three things which are bad if you do too much in excess, but they're fine in moderation. For Elohane, and these are what they are. So I, yeast. If you use a little bit of yeast for a bread or for a cake, that will be fine. Umelach, a little bit of salt is fine as well because it gives flavor. Too much, it will spoil it. The Sorvonna's refusal. In other words, if you refuse a little bit, that's fine, but don't overdo it. I think we'll just do another few lines and uh, we should be finished very shortly then. Om Rav Huna, says Rav Huna, if you made a mistake and you omitted one of the first three brochas, so the first three, which are called Ovas, you've got the first brocha, which goes to Mogan Avram, then you've got the second one, Atta Gibber, which goes to Machaya Mesim, and the third one is Atta Kodesh. So you, you, you missed out one of those three. Chazal Rosh is going to go back to the very beginning of the Shemana Esra, and he's going to start anew. Why is that? Because these three brochas are all praised to Hashem, and they're treated like a single brocha. So therefore, you've got to go back to the beginning. For Emsoyas, Chazal Atachainen, if you omit one of the middle brochas, you go back to Atachainen. Again, for the same reason that since all the middle brochas are requests that we're making of Hashem, it's also considered a single unit, and therefore you've got to go back to the first brocha there, which is Atachainen. And similarly, Bachrainus Chazal if you omitted one of the three last brochas, then you go back to Ritzay, again, because since the last bit of Shemana Esra, we're taking leave of Hashem, therefore also it's considered a single unit. Rav Asi Oman, Rav Asi says, MCIS ain't the Seder. No. The middle brochas have no order. In other words, if you skip one of them, he doesn't have to go back at all, or he doesn't have to go back to Atachayim, but you say, you say it exactly where you're holding, etc. You, you say the brocha which you skipped, you don't have to go back to it, but you say it wherever you remember it, you just say that brocha. Which is contrary to the Gemara we heard which earlier. Is contra- which is contrary to the Gemara, exactly, and that the Gemara is going to ask that question. Okay. Rav Sheshes asks a question. In our Mishnah, it says, from where do you have to resume? In other words, the first cousin made a mistake, and he, he skipped one brocha, and for some reason he can't get back into it, so a second person takes over. He's got to go back to the beginning of the brocha, which the first one missed out. That's a question of Huna, because Rav Huna says you've got to go back to the beginning of the section. Rav Huna said that if you make a mistake during the middle 13 brochas, you've got to go back to Atachayan. But our Mishnah says, no, you only have to go back to the brocha which you skipped out. Amalach Rav Rav answers you and says, no. And so is Kudul The middle brochas are like one brocha. So when the Mishnah says, Mitchilas ha-brochas where you have to go back to the beginning of the brocha where he made, it doesn't really mean the beginning of that brocha. 
It means beginning of that section. And that section is Atachadein. So in other words, Rav Huna asks, asks a question. The question we had in Rav Huna was simple. That Rav Huna says that you have to go back to Atachadein. But from our mission, it's much more, you only have to go back to the brothel, which you skipped out. So Rav, said, so Rav Huna says, no. When I turned around and said, when the Mishnah turns around and says you have to go back to the bracha which you skip, it doesn't really mean the bracha. It means the section. And since it's all one big bracha, you have to go back to Atachanan. So it fits in. So the Brysa gels very well with our Mishnah. Why doesn't Rav Kuna say section rather than bracha? Yeah, you've got a good question. Why? Well, I'll tell you why. Because he considers it one big bracha. All the middle brochas are one bit large. All broker. the middle brochas are one brocha. Yeah, that's why you have to go back to Atachayan. Exactly. And the same thing with the first three and with the last three. The reason why you've got to go back to there is because they're all considered one. The first three are considered one brocha. The next 13 are considered one. And the last three are considered one. So therefore, that's why you have to go back to the very beginning. Okay, gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. So next uh, to the main, 8.30? Yeah. 8.30 Zoom.